This was such a turning point, honestly, in my life. You know how you don't even realize that until later looking back? But wow, just sort of transformative. This is so long ago now. This is maybe 15 years ago. Um, and I was, you know, kind of really at the early stages of this journey of mine with American music. And I was at the point where I was asking myself the question about, did women write this music? Did people of color write this music? You know, which 15 years ago was not that easy to ascertain. And I found this anthology in a library called A Century of Music by Black Women Composers. And there were two pieces in there that I started playing right away. The first, Fantasy Negra by Florence Price. And Troubled Water by Margaret Bonds. Knowing really nothing about either of them, you know, and fell in love with the music, saw audiences fall in love with the music, and, you know, slowly started learning more. And then, of course, there was that discovery in 2009 of her manuscripts in this abandoned house outside of Chicago. Yeah, that's just an incredible story. Just wanted to mention it again real quick about how many of her manuscripts were basically discovered in a box in an old house. This happens with composers sometimes. And you just think about someone makes a different decision and in a different universe, we don't know. No, I mean, so much, so much so, right? And this that, that story was a young couple renovating a house and they just had the curiosity to even look. Imagine, you know, they'd hired someone to clear out the attic and that person just tosses the stuff in a dumpster. Incredible. Um, what stands out about this piano concerto to you that we will have just heard? For one thing, I think it's interesting that she calls it a concerto in one movement because it's absolutely in three movements. They're just short movements. It opens with this very Dvorak-like romantic uh, virtuoso movement, you know, saying, here I am. I am a serious composer. Take me seriously. And then we go into this beautiful slow movement, just exquisite, brief interlude. And then the third movement is a Juba dance. So, you know, one of the things that's always been so interesting to me about her music is the time and place when she's trying to make a career as a black woman in America in the 1930s, you know, in an environment that's not super welcoming. Um, and, you know, she did she did very well within certain parameters, but she had large ambitions. And I think a piece like this is so interesting because it shows her chasing those ambitions and also not letting go of her native language, right, in this Juba dance, where she's also making sure that she's being authentic to herself and to her roots and to her, um, her heritage and to share that with what she wanted to be a very wide audience. life in Arkansas, Florence Price uh, came north to Chicago where she achieved some of her, her, her greatest successes. 
to me, there's a really cool Detroit connection right in, in that direction. Uh, about one mile at the Detroit Institute of Arts, one of her symphonies was premiered here in Detroit by then one of the, the WPA orchestras. Yeah, that's such an important part of her story. All of those orchestras, and they're in Detroit, they're in Chicago, they're everywhere, they're in New York. Um, it's, it's funny, I, I keep finding myself like rooted in the 1930s, like very drawn to the music of that time and the energy of that time. And I think that's a big part of it is, you know, the kind of um, grassroots, well, music and art were just integrated into the society in a way that I don't know that we've ever seen since then. And it allowed so many things to happen, so many pieces of music to, to be created and to be performed, and so many different kinds of collaborations. It's really fascinating to me. This is Peter Worf for WRCJ, speaking with pianist Lara Downs about her concert here at the Detroit Symphony Orchestra's Orchestra Hall Bass with conductor Bill Eddins. Uh, she is the creator and host of the program Amplify from our cousin stations KUSC and KDFC in Los Angeles and San Francisco, California. Lara is also the recipient of the Detroit-based Sphinx Organization Awards Medal of Excellence and the Venture Fund Award. What does that mean to you, Lara? It's meant so much. Um, when I when I was awarded the Medal of Excellence back in 2016, I was just um, in the process of developing a project that turned into a recording called America Again, um, which came out in that, that fall. And it was my first major project that really looked at the diversity of American concert music. My first real statement about, you know, re redefining the canon and retelling the story of American music. And it was a really important moment for me. And just joining the Sphinx family, um, in a creative and collaborative sense has meant so much in my career. And then last year I was awarded the the Sphinx Venture Fund grant, which allowed me to launch this record label called Rising Sun Music, which has been devoted now for exactly one year to recording music by black composers that has never before been recorded, um, sharing those recordings with radio stations all over the country with streaming services and really just shifting the balance of what we identify as American music. Lara, I read the recent article and interview with you from the New York Times uh, based on your recent Scott Joplin recording. And you said that you wanted to put together a portrait of an artist 
somewhat hard to pin down. Why is Scott Joplin that way? Why is he kind of hard to pin down? He came from very blended musical roots. His young life was sort of a mix of music that he was hearing in his home. Um, his parents were both musical and they had come, he, he grew up in Texas, but his father had come from South Carolina. Um, he was hearing plantation melodies at home. His father had been enslaved. This was really, you know, at a pivotal moment. He's born just a few years after the Emancipation Proclamation. So it's a shifting America. And then um, who shows up in this town in Texas, in Texarkana, Texas, but a German Jewish immigrant who is a music teacher who teaches him classical music. And that's his foundation. And his first aspiration was to be a classical pianist, which was not an option for a young black man in Texarkana, Texas, uh, you know, before the turn of the century. So instead, he goes on the road and he's making a living and he's playing the music of the time, which is this new thing called ragtime and he becomes the king of ragtime in 1899 when he sells maple leaf rag and you know and and ragtime by now has become a national sensation but the whole time he's writing operas and a ballet and you know staying very true to his classical roots and that's why i say you know he's hard to pin down and he shouldn't be pinned down because it's just it's this story that actually it's my favorite story about american music it's the story of innovation and crossing of boundaries and building new things and you know opening new doors it's it's very exciting pianist lara downs i'm really looking forward to hearing you play scott joplin next on this detroit symphony orchestra live broadcast thanks again for for taking the time to to be with us today and thanks lara for all that you do to inform all of us who love great music thanks so much it's great to be here for wrcj this is peter wharf